Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. back to the good morning podcast and to our last grief tip tuesday of the year it is it's our last one gosh we've come far haven't we sell i don't know where this year's gone to be honest i know what are we talking about today in well we this episode is all about sharing tips on how to support someone through grief and we've had a lot of messages from people asking how to support someone and we thought it was about time that we gave a whole episode to this topic Um, so if you know anyone who would benefit please share away I think it's always good to know how to support someone who's going through a loss because sometimes if you haven't been through it you might not know what to do or you might be worried about saying or doing the wrong thing and I don't think that I really know knew how to support a friend in grief before my mum died. Did you, Im? Oh my God, I was awful. <laughs> I literally probably said and did all the wrong things. And I look back, yeah. I'm like, oh, I was not a great friend. Not but a good, you good friend. No, it's one of those things that you don't know and, until you've gone through it, isn't it? Exactly. So if you are someone who is supporting someone in grief, or you just want to know a little bit more about how to show up for someone who's grieving, then we really hope that these tips from our community members who have been there and done that when it comes to grieving, doing that, doing that, um, (laughs) that this really helps you and gives you a bit of insight into things that you might be able to do to show up for people. Before we start, Sal, do you want to tell us about some things that helped you in the early days? So many. Have you got an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a short episode, this one. <laughs> so there were quite a few. The first one that I found really helpful was when people messaged me um, saying no need to reply at the end of the message because I was so overwhelmed in the early days. Um, I had so much to do and I got loads of really kind messages from people, but it felt overwhelming trying to even think about what to reply. So just add no need to reply at the end of a message and it takes the pressure off. Friends who message me on the lead up to important days, like the anniversary of my mum's death or her birthday, um, that is so helpful. And it just takes two minutes to note it down. If someone mentions the date they died or their birthday, just write it in your phone, put it in your calendar. It really means a lot. Also, something that really helped me was just people being honest and just yes. saying like, this is so shit. I'm I'm really sorry that you're going through this rather than trying to come up with anything too flowery, you know, or trying to gloss over it. Just be real. Yeah. And acknowledge just how awful the situation is. And then you can be more real back then. I feel like it gives you room to be more honest, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, And I also talking of honesty, I appreciated people who were honest about them like feeling awkward like it's okay to be like oh I'm really awkward with these conversations or I don't really know what to say in these situations like just just admitting that rather than trying to sort of come up with some something profound also I really appreciated that um and one final one this isn't really support per se it is in a way but sending a really thoughtful sympathy card 
that has like kind words about that person or sharing a memory about them can really mean so much like I still read sympathy cards that I got to this day because there are so many nice words about my mum it brings me a lot of comfort so like don't underestimate the power of a really nice sympathy card um because they can really really mean so much and they do bring a lot of comfort that's so nice have you got some in your grief sesh box loads in the grief sesh box <laughs> they are an integral part yeah. <laughs> what about you in um I think for me I, I I would just felt so far removed from this planet after mum's death I just I didn't even know what I needed and I think a lot of people experience that like when they're in the shock stage of loss like you just have no idea um, but my friends and my family were absolutely incredible. They would come like around the clock and look after me and brought me food and stocked my fridge and my freezer um, and bathed Layla, just all the things that I just had no energy for. Um, and I just think like those immediate weeks were such a blur that I just struck, I also struggled like that I couldn't be alone. Mm. And I know everyone copes differently and some people like don't want anyone around, but I think it really helped me having people at my house doing things Yeah, and just having people in the room. And, you know, I just, I found that really helpful. Um, another biggie for me was having people to talk to. And I think, you know, cause my loss was so traumatic and with suicide, there's often a lot of unanswered questions to process. Um, so I felt like having people to just sit with me and listen to me ramble without trying to fix the situation was really helpful and I think I I do think a lot of my processing came from talking out loud Mm -hmm. and so here I am on a podcast I'm still talking about it but I just think it is so helpful to talk so giving people that space um, to share their thoughts and feelings can be really gold when you're supporting and just actively listening as well so just like holding that space for someone and by that just being there not trying to offer solutions just listening without judgment can really help yeah so let's jump into the tips we've got one here from your sister maddie here hey mads (laughs) (laughs) she says first up understand that people grieve differently and that's a massive one isn't it there's no one size fits all to grief everyone grieves and goes around grief a very you know it's it's unique to you so true and it's important to be aware of and you and I recently had this realization didn't we about grieving styles from a um, recent interview we did with Mary Huang and we're like polar opposites when it comes to the way we grieve and so is me and my sister actually yes I think I'm probably quite similar to your sister in terms of um, being quite practical and kind of almost like just getting on with things in a way cracking cracking on yeah Yeah. um but yeah I still feel my grief but I I don't sort of necessarily like lean into it as much whereas I know for you when your mum died it was all consuming wasn't it oh so far lent into it (laughs) I struggled to come out and like distract myself which is something that I'm working on but it is just really interesting it's like you know my sister and I we're related but we're just so different when it comes to the way we grieve so good tip Mads (laughs) good tip Maddie just knowing that people are so different so however however one person has been does not mean that the other person is going to be the same um And Nicole says something that really helped her is when people made it clear to her that they understood what she was going through and that it was totally fine that she might feel different moment to moment. 
they just let her know that, you know, if she canceled plans last minute or didn't respond to messages for long periods of time, that they got why? Yes. I still don't answer messages for long periods of time and it's been nearly two years. Like it's hard. It's, it's just hard. And I think people just have to understand that and not take it personally, but like your tip, Sal, you know, even just adding to the end of a message saying no need to reply can just take the pressure off and be so helpful. And the fruity chicken says that the friends that ignored her pushing them away really helped her. And Ali agrees and says people continuing to check in, even if she hadn't replied, really helped her as well. And I think that's the thing, just understanding that people react differently when when they're grieving and they may go pretty insular for a while. So don't assume it's anything against you and just do try continuing to be there for them if you can. On this point, um, Nicole had an interesting perspective, actually. She said, my biggest tip would be to actually follow through with supporting the person. Take action. Don't say, I'm here for you. Actually go and see the person and don't give them the option. Interesting. (laughs) Rock up at their house and tell them you're getting them out of the house. I wish I had more people to do this for me when I was going through my grief. The number of people who said they were there but they weren't, left me feeling really lonely. Yes, like I was saying earlier, it is so helpful to have people just turning up to support you. Like, I like that. Just rock up. Like if you're, you know, if you're close with the person and you feel comfortable, just don't take no for an answer. But what some people <laughs> might not- <laughs> It's so individual though. What's your take on that? I think if you're really close with someone, um, then, you know, and you've got that close relationship and you talk to them a lot, then definitely like, don't be afraid to front up. If you know, they might be kind of like going into themselves, might be a bit weird if you're not that close, but. You're popping up (laughs) out of your bloody pot plants at the back door. (laughs) Come on, we're going out. I don't know you that well. No. Who are you? I've never met you before. oh anyway um so Mackie Moo echoes mine and Nicole's point actually and it's a big one that we talk about a lot she says be proactive and think about what you can do to take off their plate what you can take off their plate um I think a lot of the time people don't realize that in the immediate aftermath of a death and sometimes even the months after you just do not have the capacity for things like shopping doing the laundry. Um, So check in often on the person you're supporting, but do so with no expectations of them responding. Instead of saying, let me know if there is anything I can do, just do something, bring food, walk the dog, offer to clean the house, the laundry. People who are grieving do not have the energy or mental capacity to think what you could do to support them. Amen to that, Mackie Moo. I think 99.99% of the time, we don't want to burden anyone as well. Plus we have no idea what we need. So that is solid advice, isn't it, Sal? It really is. And I think sometimes people might not realize like when you say, let me know if there's anything I can do, like it actually can be quite hard to even think about what you might need help with, or then you might not feel comfortable being like, oh, hey, you know, you asked me the other day, let me know if there's anything to do. Well, my shopping needs doing, the dog needs walking. (laughs) Where do do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it can feel like a bit of a closed closed kind of offer, really, because it kind of feels like sometimes it's just thrown out there, but there's not really the intent behind it. So definitely be proactive and just front up and do something. 
Yeah. And Cicely agrees and says people offering to do things without expecting her to come up with the idea has helped her. And Neve also agrees and she says, don't say, let me know what I can do. Just do something. Yeah. So exactly what we just said. We repeat, don't say, if there's anything I can do, let me know. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> if you take anything away from this episode, that is probably one of the biggest. So there's a bit of a common theme here as Shannon, Jennifer, Lise and Ali all have similar suggestions. They said that friends dropping around home cooked meals or gifting them vouchers for food delivery services really helped them at a time when they just didn't have the capacity to think about cooking. Im, what are, what are some of the other ideas that people might like to do if they want to be proactive and help someone? Um, there's loads of little things you can do, but I think like, oh, I found cleaning really hard. Like I just didn't have the energy to clean. So you can like, I don't know, sort a cleaner for them, book a, you know, once a month a cleaner comes or just walking the dog was so helpful for me. Um, Just say, I'm going to walk your dog. I can come over at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. each day. Is that okay? Um, So it's kind of like giving people that option yeah it's just so helpful um even just dropping over like a little care package is really nice idea some bath salts eye mask lavender oil just something to help them relax or get a good night's sleep as we can often have a lot of trouble sleeping as well ask grievers yeah they're really good ideas and I think you know things like saying I can come over at this time is that okay so they they don't have to think about when they need to come over so it's just trying to like eliminate any decision making um, is yeah so helpful and Jodie agrees she said that people taking her kids for a play date so she could have a rest really helped yes yeah it's kind of like when you have a newborn like you just want people to just come and fucking take the baby or just do stuff so you can sleep because all you really want to do like in in those early days is just sleep because it's so exhausting people yeah. might not realize grief is actually physically exhausting you feel like you've been on a week-long bender half the time especially yes. in the early days <laughs> without the fun yeah without <laughs> the fun and um, and Val too says thoughtful gifts like artwork of, of her dad really helped her feel supported and I think you know thoughtful gifts can mean so much like like you were saying earlier like um some of the things like paying for a cleaner you know that's a gift in itself but um other things like a sympathy card or maybe if you want to get them like a something that's maybe a bit more of a a sentimental gift you could try like getting a star named art like named after them yes like you got for me on my first anniversary it's the most beautiful thoughtful gift and um, yeah, I framed that and I know that that's like something, you know, you found that really special and so I think special. that could be an idea or a photo album or a framed picture of them or maybe even like a, a cushion made from their clothes. I know that's um, quite a popular one that a lot of our listeners have done or creating like a memory box or a memory plant um, or maybe even gifting them like a personalized candle with their, their person's name on. There, yeah, there are like so many ideas, but a sentimental gift can go a long way as well and just really help in those early days, can't it? Yeah, and Chloe has written in with some other great suggestions on things to give someone grieving. Um, she says, send inexpensive, fun little things to my house via Amazon. <laughs> Such a good idea. Um, a colouring book, a pillow spray, glow-in-the-dark stars for my ceiling, a funny book, soft PJs, a new blanket, anything. I need distractions and I need to know my friends still remember me. 
great advice I love that and that's like I mean if you've got the capacity and the money to send like little you know gifts often I think that's a really nice way to let someone know that you're thinking of them and on a regular basis um Laura says that knowing she had one family member or friend that she could count on really helped her so just that steadfast person who you know you could call day or night the grief warden the grief warden of the family <laughs> <laughs> um Kelly said just be there when everyone else has moved on and Laura agrees with um Kelly she says just keep showing up and show up for longer than you think is necessary and I think that's a really good point because people might assume if they haven't been through a loss that that grief might be a one month thing and it is not. And you can feel, you know, extreme grief and sadness for many, many months and years after that person has passed. So yeah, definitely yeah. Sh- keep showing up. Um, and be aware that people do tend to drop away. So if you can be a regular support, it is just, it means the world to people who are grieving. Absolutely. And Sam, Tina and Emily say that friends and family checking in often help them and let them know that they were thinking of them um, at a time when they really needed the support. So, yeah, just check in. It's free. Um, Doesn't, you know, take a lot of time to send a quick text, but it really, really helps. And it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. We just, you know, knowing that you're supported is kind of one of the main things that can really help pull people through really difficult days when you're grieving. And Jaluna says, it is really hard when someone asks, are you doing okay? Yes, Jaluna, this is a big one that we need to talk about. Um, Karen also says that she found it helpful when people asked how she really was. Um, So we talk about this one a lot. Quite often if people say, how are you? we might just reply fine because we're not sure if they really want to know the full extent of what grieving is like. So asking, I think, how are you today? Or even how is today? Or like Karen says, how are you really? Can help open up a more honest conversation, can't it? Definitely, definitely. And just adding that, like, how are you today really helps because I think when you say, how are you? People can just be like, yeah, fine, thanks. Because you're not, you know, you're not sure if they actually really want to know or whether they're ready for you to tell them how you really are. Um, so and you, you might... can't even articulate how you yeah, are. Yeah. Like <laughs> my world is falling apart. I'm Literally. fine, thanks. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I can have a great time. <laughs> yeah. But I think how are you today? It just gives them a bit more of a chance to respond in that moment. Uh, and it, it kind of signals that you're acknowledging that, you know that you're willing to kind of talk a bit more openly. So yeah, just yeah. small tweaks in language can really help. And Ali says that organizing catch-ups that didn't involve talking was a massive help to her. Yeah. Interesting. That's actually, a, you know, a really good um, point. Sometimes, you know, when you catch up with people, you just don't have the capacity to A, say how you're doing, B, what's been going on, talk about the the person or you know your grief so things like going to the movies or things that don't require like a lot of chat go for a walk yeah can sometimes just be really nice yeah and Tahila says just being there and knowing your presence is enough Lucy says be there but be prepared to witness unspeakable pain Mm. oh it's so true and it's hard to witness isn't it Mm. very hard to witness people that you care about in pain. And we acknowledge that for people supporting that it is really uncomfortable um, to see that without being able to fix them. 
Um, so it is, it's a really tricky one, but it is just having your presence there and, and just putting your stuff aside so you can support them any way they need is very, very helpful. Um, and Glenda says, one friend sat with me throughout the night and just held my hand while I stared at the wall in silence. It's a good friend, Glenda. And it's not easy to do, um, but showing up and trying not to fix anything and just sitting there and being there with them, if it's in silence, it's just ha- you just knowing that someone is there can be so important, especially in the early days. And sometimes we don't have the mental capacity to even talk, do we, in the early days of grief? So just understanding that your presence can be enough. There were literally days where I was like a zombie just staring at the wall. Like Ben mm. tells me about it and he's like, you just, you weren't even there. Like one day I went, was walking around Bunnings with him and I don't even remember it. Like I just, you're not there, are you? Yeah. Well, I, me- I know that you talk about like, I remember my mum's funeral vividly because I had to organise it and it, it was sort of, I, I remember that day, but f- for you, it was different. Like you, you I can't even tell you what date it was or what day of the week it was. Like yeah. no idea, absolutely no idea. Um, Esther says that people who simply just listened to her and acknowledged the loss helped. And Jonet um, says that people who listened to her made her feel validated. Tracy agrees and she says friends acknowledged her grief really helped her a lot. And Jackie says um, in a similar way that people who accepted her grief was really helpful to her. Claire and Madeline say that people acknowledging the loss and not trying to make it better helped, even if they didn't understand. And to that point, like, if you don't understand, it doesn't mean that you can't still be there for someone. You know, it's like, if you feel awkward, just own it. Be like, look, I haven't been through a loss myself, but I'm here for you. Loralee agrees on the point that we just discussed and she says just let people talk honestly about how they're feeling um don't try and fix it and she found that people who just let her talk openly was a real real support to her yes that's the thing people often feel like they have to try and fix it and might try and offer solutions starting sentences with at least which can seem like it is minimizing the loss even if they don't realize it so supporters avoid ever starting a sentence with at least and other platitudes like they're in a better place or this will make you stronger are also ones to avoid so yeah those unhelpful platitudes (laughs) yes I think you know people do think that they want to fix things when we're in pain, right? When they see people they they love in pain, they want to fix it. So they might feel like saying things like at least um, will will kind of help or provide a solution, but actually it, it can it can make the griever feel like it's not their feelings aren't valid sometimes. So mm. yeah, it's a good one to be mindful of. No, at least. And I think that's one that I didn't know until I went through it. I think I probably said so many at least. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like sometimes if you haven't been through it, you just don't know. Yeah. So if you've said it, don't feel bad because we've all said it. Like we've all done it, but it's just really good to know in the future. (laughs) Try and avoid those, yeah, those platitudes. And Shannon says that remember to check in on the big days. This might be the date that they died, their birthday, or even days like Christmas Day or the grieving person's birthday. So days when they may be feeling, um, really feeling the loss. And I think it's also good to understand that it's really good to check in on the big days, um, but also just check in often because 
sometimes grief might hit you on a random Thursday, not necessarily like on a milestone day. When I think yours about, are Sundays, aren't they? Always on a Sunday. <laughs> always for some reason probably because I'm sort of like decompressing from the week um but yeah just checking often because when I think about some of the griefiest days I've had they've just been on random days they haven't been like on a milestone day so yeah it's good to it's good to check in often um I didn't tell you like speaking of just like grieving on random days literally last night this is a bit sad but like I cried myself to sleep for the first time in ages oh I'm just like I know I thought like I haven't done that for ages though and so it's just that whole thing of like you think you're all right and then it comes out of nowhere I was like I felt weird doing it I was like why am I crying myself asleep I'm 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 past this I'm not like I'm not there still but you know you are yeah (laughs) it comes back doesn't it it was really random and for no apparent reason besides obviously the obvious but (laughs) were you feeling all right in the in the evening like were you fine nothing triggered me like I think I just really missed her and then just started crying yeah I I did the other week um I had a little sort of sleep cry and then sleep cry sleep cry I think sometimes it's kind of when you're yeah you're sort of you've got the headspace, right? You're about to fall asleep. Your, your mind isn't necessarily like full with like all the things that you've got to get done in the day. Sometimes it kind of, yeah, but it's, it, but it, it can just pop up, can't it? And, and catch you mm. off guard. Yeah. Yeah. It really did that. Anyway, I digress telling you about my sleep cries. Um, so back on topic, Claire, Beth and Yelena say people bringing up memories and telling stories about the person who died as well as asking about them and saying their name all really helped. We love this one. Mm. Um, it's, it's important to keep doing and you learn stuff about them as well, you know, this way, hearing people sharing stories of things that you might not have even known. Um, and Brenda says that saying her son's name helped. It signals to the person that you are keeping their memory alive. Mm. And I will leave you with this beautiful one from Chloe. She said, ask me about my loved one often. Let me tell all the funny stories. I love talking about them and I want to do it all the time. I might not initiate it because I don't know who is a trusted listener and who will be awkward about it, but bring them up for me. Say their name frequently and sit in the glow of the memories with me. Oh, I love the way she described that. Sit in the glow of the memories with me. That's beautiful. Special, isn't it? And I think, you know, just on that point, people might not think that we want to say the name of the person that we lost, but just know that often it's the one name that we want to hear the most. And, you know, because they are very much still alive in our hearts and minds and in everything we do. So don't be afraid to ask questions about that person, say their name, just let them know that they live on in your memory as well. That can really mean so much. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are somebody that's supporting someone in grief, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. You're amazing and we do hope this helps. And if you know someone else who might benefit from listening to this, um, then please do share. Thanks guys and take care. Thanks guys. 